because making games is easy. Right? Right. It's Behind the Line Radio with your host, Kinetic. And it starts now. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Behind the Line Radio. I'm your host, Kinetic, a.k.a. Nick. And, man, after years and years and years, it finally happened. We finally got The Last Guardian. And to talk about it today, I brought in another one of my uh, work colleagues, uh, Roel. How are you doing today? Yeah, I'm doing all right. Now, both of us have been fans of uh, Team Eco's work, uh, Eco and Shadow of the Colossus, so I wanted to bring another person familiar with the uh, with the mm, previous titles to discuss sort of what we think about The Last Guardian. So, uh, Roel, why don't we start with you kind of introducing your history with the, I don't know, franchise? It's not really a franchise. They're all spiritual successors, but the the work of uh, Team Eco. Yeah, it's interesting. I actually started with Shadow of the Colossus and basically went back. Haven't quite fin- f- uh, finished Eco yet, but I can definitely see the design elements that they basically grabbed from uh, Eco and then placed in Shadow and then... Of course, uh, what we're reviewing, <laughs> Last Guardian. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So de- Sorry. Continue. Yeah. De- yeah. Definitely. The Shadow is yeah definitely a game. Uh, love compl- fully completed it and actually went back and got probably halfway through. I was playing on hard mode just to see the differences. <laughs> mm. Yeah. I um I also pretty much started with uh, Shadow of the Colossus. And uh, after that, wanted to see more of their work, played Eco. Uh, after those experiences, I was very interested to see where they could go next and have been, you know, reasonably uh, excited for The Last Guardian. <laughs> going into it, my my thinking was that this is going to be a little bit like the Nolan Batman movies, where the first one, pretty good, you yeah. know, generally got praise and, and respect. The second one blew everybody's minds, and to expect the third one to perform like the second one is just inappropriate. Yeah, <laughs> I was kind of getting the same feeling, too, and playing it, it's it's almost like apples and oranges a little bit. <laughs> what do you mean by that? Um, granted, there are elements that um, they grab from Colossus, like the hold mechanic and everything like that, but... Generally, I feel like Last Guardian um, leans a little bit more towards definitely uh, uh, Eco than it does Shadow, just because, um, like you in Shadow, you're it's you're fully into the action versus like, um, and also there's a lot of more puzzles <laughs> at this point mm-hmm. uh, in uh, Last Guardian. But um, it's the one thing is like uh, as going through, you know, um, you're uh, Definitely, you're like reliant. Um, it's 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 a weird kind of inverse thing where in Last Guardian you're kind of reliant on Trico, your Griffin dog there. Yeah. But then in the in uh, Eco you, you it's like she's dependent on you. You have to <laughs> you have to totally drag her along and, and keep on checking up on her and make sure everything's all right. So yeah. In uh, in. The the way I kind of think of it is the Last Guardian is if you if uh, I forget the name of the boy in Eco is he Eco? Anyhow. Yes. Okay. 
uh, Eco is one of the Colossi from Shadow of the Colossus, and the 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 boy who I believe goes completely unnamed in the Last Guardian, yeah, uh, I... is Yorda from Eco. Ah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Except because you're the player, you're a bit more you know actively involved in stuff. Exactly. Because, yeah, so one thing is, it's, at a certain point, like, I've gotten, like, uh, pretty deep in Last Guardian, but not all the way. And the one thing I've noticed is, like, he, uh, we call it, a uh, Trico <laughs> definitely ha- is a, has a substantial role. It's like, um, you, you're not, like, you're, uh, like, uh, when you're getting attacked, you're not the one actually really beating those enemies up it's trico at this point so. yeah he he's and that's why it, it all feels like you know the there are the animated armor enemies that that come yeah. after the boy like uh i've heard jokes about you know dragging you off to a unmarked panel van but uh, yeah <laughs> <laughs> it kind of feels that way. yeah or like a scooby-doo villain but yeah. uh the uh they Sort of fill the same role as uh, the shadow monsters in Eco. Yeah, definitely. It's uh, yeah, it's comparing the two. It definitely feels the same, except of course, you, unlike Yorda, you're actually you know totally fighting back at this point. So, or at least struggling. Yeah. So there's there's several points in there where I was uh, say there's a, a um, oh I forget the word you know those uh, um, the big iron wrought iron doors that drop down you have to pull something oh, yeah. to lift it up and you've got the armor gets animated it, it i think there's a way around it if if you they don't spot you but i wasn't that slick and they get up and they start chasing me and i have to ch- i have to lure them to one side of the room and then dash through them to get at the other side to pull the chain to let trico in yeah the um the key for me was like, yeah, I, unfortunately that section I wasn't slick at all for first, first time out. Second time I was, I definitely got a better idea. Um, but basically, dro- uh, of course I dropped down, but luckily, you know, I figured out, okay, as long as I'm not in their vision, they're not going to activate, mm-hmm. but I decided to go ahead, activate them, uh, uh, run around, um, have them all coming at me. But since there's a bottom ledge area, where you can, there's a, like a tunnel system underneath that area. What you do is you lure them to like the far end, drop down, and then <laughs> work your way back through the tunnel, <laughs> back up, and be like, all right, you guys are done now. So. <laughs> you see, that's and that's one of the things I like. I have no idea if something like that was intended as a solution, but I like a game to be able to present a situation where you can come up with multiple solutions. So we've got the kiting method, we've got the stealth method, and we've got the, the distraction method, or the, the, you know, um, yeah, leading I've, them down a pit method. Yeah. It's basically, I use this, I also use the stealth method where, um, I time the rotations of the armor. Mm-hmm. And so that I could pull, uh, pull open the door and by the time they're almost on me, Trigo is able to actually just get all the way in. So. Okay, so let's just start by talking about um, the core mechanics of the game here. Um, and I'm going to start with the, the one thing that I think most people are going to talk about and have talked about a lot with this game is the camera. And I am aware that uh, direct, uh, designer and director Fumito Ueda 
is kind of a perfectionist and makes everything down to how he wants it. But with the camera, I have difficulty understanding why he would want it to work this way. Yeah, the one thing is, like, um, for the camera, I mean, I think I had a lot more issues with the camera in uh, uh, the Eco than I did with this one. But, yeah, there are still issues. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't remember the camera being much of a problem at all in Shadow. No. Oh, yeah, Shadow... Actually, Shadow was actually pretty good. Yeah, I I remember not complaining about that. And and that's why I don't exactly buy into people saying, like, the camera control is from X years ago or whatever. Yeah. Um, Because camera controls back then weren't that bad. Um, The best that I could figure is that it was an intentional choice because, and this is something that fits with the comparison between Eco and Shadow, is that, this is not a this game. The story that it tells is not a power fantasy. It's yeah, no. and making the camera more difficult would accentuate the disempowerment that the boy would would be experiencing. You know, you're helpless in a confrontation compared to the things around you. You can try to run or stuff, but at the core of it, like I said, it's not a power fantasy. Whereas Shadow, to an extent, it is a power fantasy. I mean, geez, wander. <laughs> oh my You're god dead. that 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 kid will not stop yeah no but, uh, it, but in yeah. that one it's more of a morality tale oh definitely definitely for shadow um it was shadow was definitely interesting to me um i actually got exposed to it uh working at this mm. point <laughs> because friends um brought it in and were like playing it what got me was um we took down the first Colossus, and one uh, one of our testers there, he says, I can't play this game. <laughs> it's like, mm-hmm. my character's a jerk. Basically, he just said straight up, I cannot play this game, because when you see the, you know, you have the music going as you've taken down this poor thing that was minding its own business, <laughs> and then, you know, it collapses, and then these shadow t- tendrils are, like, emanating yeah. from it. You're getting absorbed. And I have to note this: all, all three of them like the um, having the character go unconscious a lot. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, because, yeah, it's, it seems to be a recurring theme there. <laughs> oh yeah, and that well, I mean, that's one of the things that's clearly intentional in Shadow is because yeah. the way that works, you can't be too sure you're doing the right thing. Oh yeah, no, <laughs> it's like you Which, do it. Which yeah. brings to mind, I don't know if you've played Spec Ops The Line, I've mentioned it before, but that's that's a video game. It's a first-person shooter game. First person, so you're the narrator, and that game has an unreliable narrator. Ooh. <laughs> and so there there is a bit of a a bit of a, a parallel there with uh, uh, Shadow. Ah, uh, okay. I, I definitely have to check that out. I haven't actually checked that one out, but Oh yeah, it, that one that one is a game that in terms of video games as a narrative uh, medium, Mm -hmm. as a way to tell stories, is very interesting to uh, explore, at least in terms of your sort of overt uh, scripted narrative. I think that uh, the Team Eco games are actually kind of on the other side of that coin, where the the script itself, they're never very in-depth. What oh, they yeah. are, what they do, is inspire a feeling in you. Yeah, they definitely go for the emotional pull at this point of the game because they're they're really 
Um, as I think I've read like articles on it, like, you know, they basically wanted to, um, immerse yourself in like how, um, how the character's feeling. Like, Eco was like, uh, God, it felt like, you know, you're, you're all like, you're all alone. It's same thing with Last Guardian. You totally, totally feels like, um, that, you know, you're just, uh, on your own, but then, you know, you're really looking for something, uh, uh, to keep you, um, how you say, engaged at that point. And the one thing is, as you keep on finding things, yeah, it definitely can pull you in. I could, but on the flip side though, I can definitely see how this, uh, these type of games, um, won't, won't appeal to everybody at this point. Oh yeah, it's, Shadow is probably the game that has the widest uh, general audience appeal because of that uh, power fantasy element that always sells, and it's yeah. just a much more approachable concept. Where I, I get what you're saying in, in Eco and Last Guardian, you feel very alone. It's very desolate. I mean, the the, the surroundings might even be lush here or yeah. there, but you know, you're going through these massive. Uh, buildings, catacombs, castles, whatever, these constructs. Yeah. And, and there's, it... there's nothing around, which at once is a video game trope. I mean, why do people make these absurd fortifications that don't make any sense either strategically or, uh, uh, um, uh, building wise, like architecturally? Yeah, uh, but in, in if you take that trope and apply it this way, it does give you this. It, it does add to a sense of this used to be a big thing. It's another thing that they use in in like the Demon Souls and Dark Souls games, where you know here's this. It's supposed to be like a metropolitan capital, and all you see are a few zombies. Like, oh man, something's gone down here. Yeah, <laughs> you basically thinking like, wow, this has been abandoned for a long time. <laughs> it's like, yeah. okay. And, uh, yeah, I think kind of taking a step back to, to the emotional thing, these, these games, the Team Eco games, I've always looked at them. A lot of people, I, I, I kind of chaff at the, is this a real game? Is this a real video game? Blah, blah, blah. I don't really care about stuff like that. I want, I don't know, maybe I'm turning into a video game version of a film snob. <laughs> I want, I, in my games, I want one of two things. I want it to make me feel something because I'm, I'm a soulless autom automaton and dead inside. So, uh, <laughs> I want to feel something uh. or, uh, I want it to get me into a flow state, uh, which I actually spoke with Josh about when we were talking about, uh, Super Mario Run that it could kind of get you there. Um, and that's one of the reasons why I play Tekken a lot, because in a good match, yeah, I hit that flow state, that just sort of in the zone thing. These games are not about flow state. Oh. Uh, Shadow <laughs> being more action oriented can get people there, but those fights are more like puzzles. Oh, God, they're, yeah. They're not about reaction times so much. Um yeah, definitely for sure on that one. It's just because like, <laughs> you're uh, like for Colossus, it's, God, um, some of those classes, it could take you a bit to figure out, okay, I've jumped here. What happened? Especially I the last one, because the last one is, you know, Ooh. You, yeah. you have to, you have to climb up its stone body up to its arm and then stab its 
arm and then you get onto its hand and then you shoot its shoot shoulder it. with an arrow or yeah the and, that 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 took me a while once once yeah. i got there i was like or the one where you realize you have to shoot it at the bottom yeah. of its foot as it's stepping yeah that one where you notice like oh wait it's got a symbol on the bottom of his foot oh yeah okay and and it, for i'll just state this now because we're kind of uh, tipping around it now. One, Shadow of the Colossus came out like 11 or 12 years ago. If we're spoiling anything for you, you only have yourself to blame. But two, <laughs> we are still following the Hero Talk rules. This is going to be a spoiler podcast, so everything is on the table. You've been warned, including you, Roel. <laughs> no worries. That's the because one thing. you haven't finished The Last Guardian yet, and I fully intend to talk about the ending. <laughs> yeah, no worries. Because the one thing is like, you know, I've Fortunately, spoil it for myself because I actually read ahead. So. Okay, fair enough. And that's, I think that's actually one of the strengths about Team Eco's games is even if you know what's going to happen, you still wind up getting emotionally lost in it well enough to feel it anyway. Um, yeah. I, in, in Shadow, I pretty much always get a start when the horse aggro falls, you know? Yeah. Cause... Oh God. Yeah, that was that was bad. Like, um, I think uh, my wife was watching that with me, and she was like, "Oh my God." No. Yeah, and that's how um, I kind of wanted to try to get Judge Greg on here at one point, but you know, he's got other stuff going on, and scheduling in always easy, and the show must go on, and he just had yeah. a baby, so. Uh, but uh, he has told me. You know, he tried buying Shadow of the Colossus and playing it, and he didn't like how it played. But he he also, once we were hanging out, and I just started playing Shadow of the Colossus one day, and I played through the whole game, and he watched the whole thing. He, too, <laughs> was upset when the horse fell. <laughs> yeah, see? So it's the one thing, um, how, uh, like, I've talked to, I remember I was playing, um, was it one of the, was it, um, uh, you know, um, Nathan, uh, Nathan Drake, you know, the Uncharted. Mm-hmm. And one of, um, my wife's cousins came over and she thought, Oh my God. Yeah. I, she's all, I sometimes watch like, um, my boyfriend play just because it's the one thing is some video games become kind of, um, almost like movie like mm-hmm. <laughs> at this point where it becomes an experience just even watching it versus yeah. even just playing it. So. And yeah, I mean, Colossus could definitely become that way if you were like, okay, what's he going to do next? You know, <laughs> what's going to yeah. happen? And I'm I'm sure Colossus would come across a bit more like an art house film compared to, say, uh, Uncharted being a bit more, I don't know, Indiana Jonesy. <laughs> oh, definitely, definitely. So, um, but still, it's the one thing is, yeah, getting emotionally invested because you know th- they they definitely. Um, set that up because you know it's at the last colossus and you're like oh man you've had your horse the whole game <laughs> and that horse went through hell for you, you yeah know? but and, uh i mean to one extent i think uh the fact that shadow of the colossus is kind of sucking the air out of our conversation also goes to show what kind of the observation i made at the beginning batman begins eco good shadow of the colossus or dark knight just <laughs> tremendous, and everyone always wants to talk about it. Last Guardian or uh, Dark Knight Rises, yeah, yeah, they're good, <laughs> they're good, but it's and, like, yeah, yeah. It's, it's different. It's the one thing is like, mm-hmm. um, because as you said, you know, 
Shadow is like, you know, it's got a lot more action and you're, you're direct into the action versus here. You kind of have to, um, yeah, once again, you said that it was like, you're kind of like helpless and you mm-hmm. kind of are. After, after you initially lose that, um, your little reflector thing, I was like, oh my God, what am I going to do now? I go, yeah. I don't even have lightning at this point. I was like, so. Um, so this is one thing I I I kind of want to point out too is is one one of the reasons for that uh what was it Nerdcubed I think made the point that you know the Last Guardian gets kind of mixed reviews but uh his observation was that it gets good reviews from not traditional game publications whereas it gets the worst reviews from your more traditional game publications yeah which means it is liked more by not video, not your standard video game uh uh consumer yeah, which kind of goes to show in terms it's, it's it still goes to show like why shadow of the colossus had such an impact because it was more approachable to your standard gamers because it was that kind of power fantasy usually in video games when you have the 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 sort of unempowered or depowered fantasy it's a survival horror game which yeah. is still actiony this is very true and this one yeah it's um more is like you're just trying to figure out what's going on yeah yeah it's it's a little mystery it's a little mystical it's uh and and that's the other thing with these games uh kind of the thing that we've alluded to but haven't exactly set out right yet is the companionship element is a common theme through all three where in eco you've got eco and yorda trying to get through the 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 trap or whatever it is that they're in Mm-hmm. In Shadow, you've got Wander and Agro, and Wander's trying to bring back his companion. I forget her name. Uh, Mon- uh, Mono? Mono? I think Mono. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and um, in Last Guardian, of course, you have the boy in Trico. Yeah. And that's why I think the I think one of the big problems they had was trying to get the AI to actually function independently. Which it does, uh, but the problem is a lot of your traditional game reviewer people and publications and whatnot expect the expect Trico to act as though it's in a game, which means if you are here and give it, it this particular input here, that it should know what to do. When it's trying to run independently, and yeah. there are definitely several spots in the game where this can become very frustrating. Say if it's <laughs> jumping from point to point to point and all of a sudden it just kind of turns around and goes back and you're like no (laughs) yeah because this thing actually has some agency of its own in fact i would actually say that the uh the scripted bits where it has to behave in a certain way are the weaker ones where you know the boy has to make a jump and and it goes into slow mo and Trico tries to like bite you out of the air and it misses and you're like oh no oh no and everything's slowed down but the slowing down kind of lets you know that no this is how it has to happen and then the tail whips around and you can latch onto that yeah. so it does those points don't feel organic to me and because they don't feel organic to me they feel less genuine they feel they 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 don't give they don't add to my sense of attachment to Trico. Yeah, because the one thing is, um, I definitely get, um, get the same thing where, you know, uh, definitely they, they gave <laughs> the AI a little bit more, uh, because a little bit more, um, you know, independence just because a uh, straight fact, 
for most of the game, I think there's been the comparison of like your um like training a puppy <laughs> like, and you have to try you're trying to teach it more and more and as the game goes on obviously it it starts um it's really good how they get it where it's quote unquote seems to learn like how did uh that oh I can do this now or you know and it's the one thing is um Definitely someone who doesn't have that much patience is not going to like this game because you have to have a lot of patience for uh, certain sections of this game just because you're going, oh, God, come on. <laughs> I just want you to do this one thing. <laughs> yeah. Get yeah. into this position right here, and I'll be all right. <laughs> yeah, that was actually something that uh, when, when I started playing this, I, I streamed some of this on the Enthusiast Twitch and kind of realized that uh, this game will... If speedrunners ever turn their eye to this game, they are going to be really frustrated. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> Most definitely. Like, you know, there is definitely a um, certain type of gamer out there that will, yeah, you, you try to get them to play this, they, they'd be like, uh, yeah, they play for a little bit and then be like, uh, I can't, I can't do this. <laughs> so, and yeah, it's understandable. But the one thing is, for those of us who, kind of in, pretty much enjoy this uh this type of game where it's like you know yeah getting emotionally attached trying to you know puzzles <laughs> that's de that's definitely one where yeah use of the camera a lot yeah because you're like have to look everywhere just because you're like okay what haven't i figured out here because obviously mm -hmm. i'm missing something so yeah and th there, there's actually a couple of good things in in that too where um I'm not exactly sure how to describe this room, but uh, you're like at the base of a, um, I don't know, almost a pit, and there's this rubble to the side, and you can kind of climb up that and get on a chain mm -hmm. and go around there. I appreciate that you go to this room more than once, and there are false leads in that room for how to proceed. And then you come back there later, and those false leads you can actually do stuff with. You know? Oh, because... um because uh, Trico learned some new stuff too. So. Yeah, it's either Trico learning new stuff, or, or you get you get the laser tail thingy back. Yeah, or, because you know. I I haven't reached the point where I've gotten that back. I'm I'm kind of waiting because I'm like, man. If, if 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 you remember the room I'm talking about, you're gonna wind up there again. Yeah. <laughs> um, and um, yeah, these uh, sort of talking about. The companionship and, and, uh, uh, you know, training Trico, almost like a puppy. One of the, one of the criticisms that was laid on that, that I've heard is there's one sequence where, you know, the, na the narrator says, I realized that I could, it, it, I could do a motion and the beast would mimic it, you know, saying that our bond had grown, right? Yeah. The, f and people were complaining that, you know, this was just overtly stated. One of the things I realized, first of all, is that when the narrator comes in and says stuff, usually it's because you're going a little slow and they're offering you a hint. Yeah, because like stuff like that, I've no I noticed popped in when I was like kind of stuck. Mm -hmm. I was like wandering around, not doing anything, and then finally, boom! When I, I realized I had to feed the beast again or something. Exactly. Or it, it didn't want me too close to it while I was trying to eat. You probably ran into that one at the beginning. Oh yeah, that that was initial, and so yeah. um, stuff like that. Then I was like, okay, 
that's actually an interesting way because, yeah, the fact that he, um, that's the one thing about the game that starts off because it's, that's different than the other two games. Your character is the one narrating this story. Yeah. Like, that's unique in itself. And then, so, it's kind of, um, so it's kind of given. Your character will make it. Yeah, I mean that, and that's one of the that old uh, Penny Arcade uh, from right after the game was announced. Is like there's only oh. one of two ways this game is going to end: the boy dies or the Griffin dies. It's like, well, the boy's not going to die. Yeah, that's so right off the bat, I'm like, oh, this is going to be. Sad. <laughs> I was like, sad for Trico right now because I already know the boy's okay. So. Yeah, and that, and that's and that's another criticism that I've heard. Oh, actually, let me let me finish this this point I was going to make yeah. was that. Uh, the narrator will come in and tell you this stuff when you're lagging, but right before that point, when uh, the narrator explicitly says, like, you know, our bond had leveled up, or however you want to phrase it, I figured out how to give him those commands first. Yeah. <laughs> so. so if if I, I would bet that if you can command Trico through that segment, you won't get that. Won't, yeah, that won't even pop up. Yeah. Um. Actually, I believe it was adjacent to that room. I got a little freaked out because. Uh, and I think it was that room, actually, where there was just some iron bars that the boy could fit through that Trico couldn't. I'm like, I, d- I don't know how to proceed from here. I got to open that, don't I? Well, I guess I'll just walk through and see what happens. And I turn around and Trico's right behind me. I'm like, how did that happen? Yeah, so like, wait, so like you're looking around and you have to look up and go, oh. No, 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 that wasn't that one. Oh, the, the, those, those wrought iron, it, 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 the first time you run into those like, one-way swinging door gate things, I had no idea what they were. And I just turned around, and Trico had gone through them. Oh. <laughs> Might not, oh dang. Yeah. So, certain I, parts, I was afraid the game had glitched out. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there were certain parts of the game where, you know, I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll, that's the one thing it definitely made you do. It's like, keep on looking behind you, go like, did he make it? Oh wait, mm-hmm. am I supposed to do something? Oh wait, <laughs> like oh, okay. So, um, so in the way, yeah, you do have to actually check up on them now and then. But yeah, the one thing is, uh, yeah, there are quite a few times where he actually figures this out, or you know, has some some other way to bypass uh, yeah. where where you guys need to you go. Know, he, he can jump higher and get over. I remember the point that you're talking about there. Yeah, um, but. Yeah, I think they do a lot of that stuff to try to engender that feeling in the player of companionship between the boy and Trico. Yeah. Um, and it was actually really late in the game where I realized that you could pet uh, the wounds on Trico's side and and assist the healing. Like, you petting it and the blood stain goes away. Or, yeah, I mean, and some of it's really simple stuff. I mean, you know, pet, petting Trico to calm him down after fighting off the uh, the armor... It's, I can understand a criticism in that it can break the flow of the game. It can affect the presentation of the narrative in that sense. You're like, okay, now we have to do this thing again. And to a certain extent, it becomes a chore rather than something you're looking forward to doing. Because, like, petting it to make the bloodstains go away is entirely unnecessary. It is not required in any way. And I found myself doing it just because, you know, I didn't want Trico to be hurt, you know? Yeah, you get concerned at that point. See? Yeah. And for me, like, yeah, this is the one thing. A lot, most of the time I was doing it, but I remember I was like crunched on time to try to get through this one area because I had to do something else. Mm-hmm. So 
got to battle, he's freaking out, but instead of, like, pegging his wounds and getting knocked all over the place, I kind of just kept going further. <laughs> and then, eventually, he just snapped out of it. He, like, uh-huh. calmed. So, I think, yeah, I think, um, and this is the kind of thing where I think um, there might have been a more elegant way to do it, where maybe in, if he, instead of becoming sort of entrenched in his angry state, if it was more along the lines of he will still move and follow you, but he will be less, he will be more reluctant to follow commands. He will have very agitated animations. His feathers will continue to stand on end and be puffed up, which by the way, we haven't talked about this. Trico is gorgeous. Oh yeah. Definitely. He, the, 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 all of the feathers are animated independently. They get ruffled by the breeze. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's tremendous. Yeah, though I I remember early on in the game, I'd be just like rotating the camera around because I'm like just looking at the detail, just because I'm like, wow, this they like they really really made it so that you know this feels like a real animal. Right yeah, like, yeah, and it got to the point where um, uh, sixty was watching this and said that uh, something was it, it was one of the first times. Uh, you go outside, and she was just watching its body language. Is like he's scared of something, and yeah. that was before like you even see the other uh tricos. Yeah, because you know he didn't want to be out in the open because it was you know there there were threats out there, and Trico knew it and was nervous. Mm-hmm. And see, that's the, that's the one thing I definitely give up to the developers, like the fact that. You know, they're able to capture, like, nonverbal communication is really good in this game. Mm-hmm. So, and that's know. really important to be able to uh, forge any sort of bond or connection with this character. Definitely. With this a- uh, sort of animal character. Oh, um, one thing I did want to talk about, too, is, like, the fact they did, uh, the elements they took from the different game, the one thing I uh, did actually... No, like, um, they took, of course, the cl- uh, climbing aspect onto Trico from, uh, Colossus. Mm-hmm. The one thing about that, though, of course, they, of course, they got rid of was the fact that you don't have to, like, for, it took me a while, um, because in, uh, Shadow, you have to, you know, the, the, the you have your grip strength and you could, like, yeah, the gription meter. Yeah. You, you have unlimited grip strength in Last Guardian. Exactly. And so, which been, which works it, for the game. I mean, there's yeah. no particular need for him to have a limited grip strength in this game. Yeah, and that's the one thing is like I had to kind of wean myself off of doing that because I found myself instinctively like holding on because you know I played Shadow for like longest time. I'm like, oh, I don't actually have to hold this down. I was like, okay, this is actually kind of cool. I can just climb. Yeah. Although, although I will say another, uh, th- this is probably my second biggest complaint about the controls and whatnot is it's really hard to move around Trico's body sometimes. Like your frame Ooh. of reference with your controls gets rotated around quite a bit. So I usually kind of like, I'm, I'm trying to get on its belly and I wind up on its leg, but I'm trying to get up to its head and it's like, ah. Yeah. If you, if you, I, I did actually notice that if you, if you try to start close to the leg, oh man, it becomes, it's really hard. So I always try to just jump a little bit high, higher just so that, yeah, once the, my frame of reference 
can be fixed and I'm be like, okay, I'm climbing properly up and not kind of like sideways or something like that. So. Yeah, and that messed me up once. So like I had to climb up Trico at one point. He was hanging from a ledge and or or was like lifting me up somewhere and I couldn't get from where I was to his head to make the jump in time. And he Ooh. came down. I'm like, oh, no! <laughs> Damn it. Yeah. Yeah, the one, um, the one, um, flub for me was, and uh, Donnie was watching this. <laughs> I was, like, I had managed to wedge the, remember, um, with the armor and the doors that you have to, like, pull open to get mm-hmm. Trico to go. Like, I only got part way. So, you know, he's like, you can see him clawing, which. Yeah. I have to say that was actually really good. The yeah. fact that he's really trying to get in there, but you know, just can't. And, but he, he had enough reach that if I, uh, moved around, uh, the armor enough, I could like get them in range of his claws so <laughs> he could take them out. The only which, which in turn is a fourth solution to that, uh, problem. Yeah. Yeah. See, so, but the problem is like, I remember I got one of them. One of the armors, and I'm leading the other one. I thought, all right, I hit jump, and I was facing the wrong way, and oh, I went down the side <laughs> of the hole. I was like, oh, I have to start that again. <laughs> I'm like, oh. and, yeah, and I, that kind of leads to another thing that a lot of people complain about is just sort of controlling the boy. Some people would complain that he it's too clumsy and inaccurate when you're trying to control the boy, and I, for one, disagree. I think that this feeds into the same sort of thing with Shadow of the Colossus, where when you're Wander, if you jump and he kind of... Like, if Wander jumps down steps, he'll stumble when he hits the steps, because who would jump down steps? Exactly. I mean... The boy, on the other hand, isn't some action hero. He's going to be, you know, heavy. He's going to have momentum and turn around and, at points, be a little awkward. Um yeah, I, I, I can appreciate the complaints that you know going through the bits where you're balancing on a on a ledge or a cable or something like you can't fall. I, I can I can appreciate those complaints, but saying that that he doesn't have like razor sharp controls, no, he's not supposed to. He's not a combatant. Yeah, he's this, this is a, just a you're basic, yeah, just a kid. It's like um, and I have to give it up the animations they have for him like like teetering on the ledge <laughs> i was like yeah this is pretty good <laughs> also, yeah I, I gotta point out um if you just try to run and spin around he does this funny little running in place animation oh god they've already done like a, a like um like memes and videos on that oh one. i'm not surprised but <laughs> also also when he runs downstairs he kind of like hangs his his hands out to his side and he does this little bouncy thing it's pretty funny yeah, uh, I was like looking at it, I was like, oh, wait, I'm, oh, he's doing his run in place, oh, and I'm, I'm just rotating him around. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, which which in the end kind of made some sense because it's the same, it's similar to the animation when you're trying to tell Trico to go somewhere. Oh, yeah, <laughs> it's true, and God, yeah, the one thing, yeah, another thing, too, is the, yeah, calling uh, Trico, I mean, pretty much all the games had that. And it's interesting the things they took um, through all the games. Like, yeah, the call is actually real important. That's <laughs> like, yeah, you know, uh, was an eco. You have to, you know, use it so she, you can pull her up <laughs> in certain areas. And of course, in Shadow, it's like, yeah, you kind of need aggro <laughs> on, uh, on like some of those bosses. And 
And then, of course, on Last Guardian, it's like, yeah, just to get them to do stuff. And I think it's a way more, um, there's a lot more use in Last Guardian for that. So. Oh, yeah, obviously. Because, I mean, th- that was another one of the things I wanted to bring up is a couple of the puzzles require some advanced use of those commands. Uh, one in particular, again, spoilers, if you don't want this <laughs> puzzle spoiled, I'm sorry. <laughs> But don't uh, worry. I'm going to explain it, uh, uh, both audience and Roel. But uh, the uh, there's one bit where you're in a water-filled cavern. You have to dive under some bars to get or something to get onto the other side to try to climb up and get to a switch. Problem is, you can't get high enough. So you have to direct Trico onto a ledge and then direct Trico to jump off of the ledge into the water to cause a wave swell that will kick the boy up to the ladder to get up onto the ledge. Ooh, wow. That's, That's tricky. That's really tricky because you're trying to, to tell Trico where to go from a completely different location. And that took me probably 15 minutes to, to get figure. it to do what I knew it needed to do. <laughs> yeah, that, I already figured that puzzles will get way harder later on just because yeah. i'm like okay these have been kind of straightforward some of them took a little uh, oh god yeah and the, co- yeah and there's another one where in the same area where you have to like tell trico how to dive because there's a an underwater cave that you have to go through ah okay yeah but the one- you can't give trico that command while you're holding on to it Oh. So you have to kind of like commit, and this this is where some of the the controls kind of falter because you have to kind of figure out how to do several things at once, and it doesn't make any sense why you can't hold on to Trico while you're doing this. Yeah. It, it 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 comes across as only making it more difficult in terms of the interface rather than any in-game logic, because yeah. it's like you have to. At least this is the way I figured out how to do it. You hold the command button and then dive. And then, really quickly, you have to find Trico diving, grab onto him underwater, and then hope that Trico, in this dive, gets the gist that he's supposed to go through that underwater cave, because it's too deep for the boy to dive through and swim through. Uh-oh. So the yeah, the boy just has to hold on to Trico the whole time. Because, of course, he swims way faster. <laughs> yes, because he's much larger. Yeah. And you have to do that twice. Ooh. And it's annoying. And the second time I was doing it, I kept trying to command Trico, and he just kept going through the cave, and I couldn't get him, I, I couldn't hold on in time. So I just had to wait for him to come back through the cave. Oh, wow. Okay. Pain in the ass. Okay. Definitely. One thing is, um, a lot of video games, uh, like underwater, like in games that don't have water all the time, yeah, it's like, <laughs> water always seems to be a real major issue, like, um, um, I know in God of War series, anytime I had to go underwater, it was a pain in the ass. <laughs> so, uh, and if you or you can always go old school and say the damn level of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles NES ooh, game. Yeah, that was bad. Yeah. <laughs> that was definitely bad. Oh, amphibians, man. we should be better at swimming. Anyhow, yeah, you think? Um, <laughs> but uh, again, to to draw a comparison to uh, Shadow of the Colossus, because I think. I kind of felt like one of the things going into The Last Guardian, and this is one of those suspicions that I probably should have written down because I was, I think I was kind of right, was that uh, Trico does kind of also fill the role of Agro. Um, and uh, with Agro, 
I bet I and a lot of other players would have spent a surprising amount of time doing something that made no difference in game, which was just petting the horse. Oh, yeah. Because, yeah. I mean, again, that horse goes through hell for you. And you just be oh, like, ah, oh, thank you, horse. And you just pet it, try to make it feel better or something. But, I, I mean, and this is what I mean about you can't just have Trico be run by set algorithms. It has to have its own... uh I mean, within the realm of what a computer program can provide us on a PS4, it yeah. has to have its own agency. It can't just be like, if A, B, and C are in place, then it will do this. No, it has to go through some some of its own AI, because otherwise, it's just aggro. And while, you know, we did form a bond with aggro, they were trying to shoot for something higher with The Last Guardian. Yeah, definitely. Because, you know, yeah, a lot of Trico's, um, like, just mannerisms is just, yeah, just uh, just seems pretty, it makes it feel like a living animal. Versus, yeah, Agro is just, <laughs> he will, it, it, um, yeah, it's all full commands at that point. Yeah, no. and, and, and that's one of the other things where people point out that because Trico doesn't do those things, doesn't do those, you know, preset commands, that I would actually say, you know, for one, that makes it more real. And two, if you're talking about a relationship between the boy, the player, and Trico, that makes it more real as well. Because, you know, what relationship in the real world is going to be so not one-sided, but um, deterministic, you might say? Yeah. You know, you're not going to feel fulfilled with a relationship with another person where you know exactly what they're going to do all the time. Yeah, because the added yeah, the added element of slight chaos is, you know, <laughs> that's what keeps things a little fresh at this yeah. point. <laughs> and, and and so that's that's them trying to make Trico feel more alive and its own agent in the story. Trying yeah. to make it feel like it's the two of you trying to get through, rather than an eco where Yorda's kind of just—it's uh, kind she's kind of the load. It's—it's it's a bit more of a big escort mission. Yeah. And um, I'm sorry, you, you, it sounded like you were going to say something there. Oh no, <laughs> go ahead. Okay. Uh, one of the other things that I wanted to get at is sort of the big emotional beats of the game. And I'm going to imagine that you haven't quite gotten this far, but since you said you spoiled it for yourself, I'm going to just go for it. Yeah. <laughs> so one of the big things throughout the game is, you know, clearly Trico has been hurt. Uh, he has to jump a lot. There's no flight going on or anything like that. But you know they could fly. Like when you meet the other Tricos, they're flying around and, and other yeah. stuff happens. Yeah, because, you know, you I, I you know just initially you just kind of look and you're like, okay, he, his wings were healed at one or like fully you know usable at one time but you look at them now and you're like ooh, yeah they took a beating so yeah you know that's why i and that's the one thing i noticed too is um it made me feel li- really kind of bad for the um trico because the one thing they kind of do too for an emotional thing is he's looking up and you know he'll occasionally howl and you kind i kind of realize that he wants oh, to that. fly well, because he, you, you know that okay, his wings were fixed before, so he could reach all those spires and stuff no problem. And now mm. he's like, great, I can leap really far now. So, mm. 
and yeah, that definitely, I was looking, I was like, oh man, that really sucks. And so I'm, I'm like, for me, I'm thinking, oh, it'd be great if we get some, uh, some type of heal potion for him or yeah. his fix. But then I'm thinking, oh wait, no, this, this, these guys usually like having a sad story. So I'm like, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> I, I would say the story definitely wound up uh, bittersweet because uh, it, it just kind of going back to the the, emo- the big emotional moment for the game for me. And I, I would say this game had two. Okay. And the first one is and, and one kind of bad whiff because the, uh, the first one is actually when Trico's wings start working again, because the, the game does a pretty good job of getting you swept up in a moment where, you know, I think it was you're running across a bridge and it's collapsing behind you when you're running out of bridge and all this stuff keeps happening and there might have been a few commands that you have to put in there but they're they're not really difficult or anything but you run you wind up in a point where you have to make this impossible jump and you're falling through the sky and Trico's wings open ooh yeah and and he manages to fly and you know Clearly, he's not kind of got all of his bearings back because you wind up like slamming into another spire. But, you know, it's one of those things where you're like, yeah, (laughs) you know, that that kind of moment of triumph. And and so that's one of the big emotional beats of the game for me. Nice. The other one is at the very end of the game where, um, man, I don't even remember clearly how this one happened, but the boy gets... I don't know, knocked down, beat up. The the boy might be dead. Um, and the uh, Trico, and this is after all kinds of other stuff that we'll get to in a minute here, but Trico, you know, kind of nuzzles at the boy. He's not responsive and takes the, the step of um, like swallowing the boy, flying him back to his village. All the villagers are terrified of Trico and they got torches and pitchforks or uh, 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 spears and whatnot out. Trico, who's actually still pretty beat up and, and had a pretty rough landing mm-hmm. after flying back, you know, spits up the boy and the boy kind of weakly comes to in the arms of, I don't know, his parents or something. Ah, okay. And Trico is, you know, freaking out, kind of wants to be with the boy. But, of course, the villagers are around. And yeah, and the yeah. villagers are around. So you, as the player, as the boy, like the last thing you can do, you're you're kind of graying out and so forth. You have to weakly put up your hand, and you have to use the commands, the, the, the sort of command Trico uh, control scheme for this, and send them away. Yeah, because the villager is about to attack at this point, I'm yeah. assuming. <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah, but but it's it's another, you know, pretty powerful moment. Uh, and it, and it kind of calls back to earlier, which, which is not as powerful a moment, but still a nice one where, where the boy, you know, may have drowned. I, I think it was may have drowned. Something is unresponsive. And, uh, uh, Trico kind of picks up the boy. He's carrying him around, puts him down, nuzzles him and so forth. Doesn't, nothing happens. Picks him up, moves him like out into the sun. Doesn't happen. Eventually kind of gets a little desperate, like puts him down face down in the water and the boy finally revives. <laughs> You know, wow. Another one of those moments where it's like, no, just look, Trico's, you are helpless and Trico is helping you, you know? Um, yeah, and, and when, when the boy gets up, you know, Trico jumps around and is clearly happy that, that the boy is, is okay. 
Yeah, see, and <clears throat> definitely, see, that's the, that's, you know, so one thing is, I definitely see that designers were looking to try to get, get that. And in, in a way, yeah, kind of movie-like now at this point for, um, for the game. Mm-hmm. Like, versus like Shadow, yeah, um, granted, um, some bits, a little bit like a movie and stuff, but this is, yeah, uh, the, the emotional bonding is definitely, I think, way better in this one. So, mm-hmm. yeah, and and I can understand people being frustrated with Trico, but I mean, really, do you if if you go through the whole thing and you look back at it, I mean, Agro has that one moment of you know unintended sacrifice, but Trico, I, I would say that in the end, uh, that that sort of the, those couple of moments with Trico are more powerful than that moment in Shadow of the Colossus. And I think that's what they were going for. You know, I don't think it was meant to be this, you know, um, I don't know, thick soup of deep emotion constantly. No, you have to build it up and then the emotion comes at you like a punch, you know, and there's, there's good and there's bad, you know? And they actually sprinkle in, you know, little buildup too is the one thing is like, you know, having to pull out spears out of Trico. Mm-hmm. Like I was like, man, I gotta pull more spears out of him. Oh, this sucks! Everybody, like, stop hurting him. <laughs> exactly. I was like, oh man, he doesn't I'll... deserve that. Yeah, he's already beat up right now. I was like, or, oh. or, or when you're when you're trying to save uh, uh, those moments, you you try to save. Tr- he gets into a fight with a, another Trico that's still collared and 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 sort of mind controlled, yeah. and uh, and at the end, oh my god, at the end. So, uh, and I think this is the last main point I want to hit for the game because the end gets a little weird, a little tragic, and a little brutal because it turns out there are many Tricos out there who are all kidnapping kids and feeding them into this machine who either rewards the Tricos with those barrels that they eat or is converting the children into the barrels to feed the Tricos. Now... Which of those is true is not explicitly stated, but, but uh, still, either either it's possible either. that Barrel Blue is people. Wow, Soylent Green. Wow, so yep. Soylent Blue in this case. <laughs> yeah, Barrel Blue is people. Uh, but you you kind of get to to the end. You go through this sort of the central spire tower, this shiny thing, right? You you solve other puzzles. You get up there and. In command of this whole thing is this weird, it's almost sci-fi looking, this sort of, I don't know, it reminds me a little bit of the, the villain from Heavy Metal, the movie. Uh, oh. I mean, it doesn't talk to you or nothing, but it, it's just this oh, apparently evil sphere thing. It's not the same shade of green or anything, it's just the evil sphere is making me think of it. Okay. Um, and when you get there and are in a position where you can try to do something about it and confront it uh at the top it's sort of in this chamber and over it is this spire that has one of those make the tricos aggressive gems and it calls in a whole bunch of tricos to fight uh your trico and they rip its tail off like they are beating the crap out of it and this this is both a strong and weak point because while they do brutal stuff to it, in fact, it's necessary for its tail to come off for you to be able to solve another portion of the puzzle to to finish the game. 
uh, it undercuts the tension and drama of the moment because there's no time limit on it. Oh, <laughs> you know, I, it, what, what drives you is because you don't want to see it continue, but they're, they're not going to kill Trico. Yeah. I, Cause it took me a while to figure out what I needed to do. And they were just, you know, biting and tearing at it and, and wrenching its neck the entire time. And yeah. Um, Damn. <laughs> but yeah. you, you, you can eventually like take down the thing that's controlling the Tricos, a bunch of the other Tricos, their like brainwashing comes off and they kind of back away and a bunch of them fall off of towers or fall out of the sky. And it's unclear if they're hurt because these things can quite clearly take a hellacious beating and keep going. Yeah. But. I kind of take it as they're so disoriented, they just kind of back up and fall down. Yeah. And they'll like, eventually be okay or something. Or ho- hopefully before they hit the ground at that point. So. Well, I mean, Trico himself takes big falls and, and is okay. I mean. That's true. So. But, yeah, there's this sort of that. The end of it has this sort of weird sci-fi element to it. So. Yeah, that's an interesting departure at that point just because. Like, you know, uh, and the shadow, you pretty much, it stays with, um, it doesn't add any more elements. It's just you, you're dealing with this, uh, Colossus, the statues, and then, quote unquote, the demon <laughs> point. Mm-hmm. So it's, uh, so. I mean, the, the, the biggest curveball that shadow gives at the end is the priests come in to seal the valley off. Yeah. And, uh, an aggro pulls of, uh, Mario Van Peebles in Jaws. He's actually alive at the end. Yeah, I was like, what? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I have to say for, uh, that, that kind of took me aback. I was like, you know, um, because, you know, that was an emotional moment, but then, uh, oh, he survived, but then part of me is like, how the hell did he survive? <laughs> I was like, given uh, what else that horse has survived, I wasn't exactly shocked. <laughs> Although I think technically he must have had a broken leg, and I think that's a death sentence for a horse. But yeah. uh, we can also just believe he had a sprained ankle or something. Or I, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. There's a point where you, you're just like, that doesn't make sense. I'm yeah. just happy the horse is alive. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. See, that was the one thing that got me. I was like, oh wow, horse is alive. Then the, the logic part hit me. I was like, what? How is the horse alive? <laughs> this line. <laughs> yeah. I mean the. And I, I'm not one who who would say that that sort of robs the horse's loss of any dramatic tension. Like I said, I've gone through it again, and it gets me every time. Yeah. Because, you know, just the lead up to it. And, you know, similar thing with The Last Guardian. You mentioned there were those those things where it leads up to stuff. And, and I think there are those several, you know, good emotional hit moments. Yeah. Uh, and that it's work. the one thing. Yeah. And. Once this, uh, once again, uh, by adding stuff like, you know, having to soothe Trico and, uh, you know, heal his wounds and stuff like that. Yeah, it definitely gives a, and having to feed Trico. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's the other part too. It's like, yeah, um, even those small things, uh, it's like, you know, it, it feels like you're taking care of your pet at this point. <laughs> like, you know, I, I think, I think the one thing that really could have helped this game in terms of letting players sort of organically develop a bond with Trico, is mm-hmm. if there were little things that you could do to play with Trico. Ooh, yeah. Actually... I mean, you that... see him be playful in a puddle of water. You see him being playful in a couple other times. There's nothing... There's no kind of game of fetch that you can play or anything like that. 
which I I think could have Ooh. really added to it. Yeah, you could. That, kind kind you, of like petting aggro. It doesn't add anything to it, but it strengthens that kind of bond. Or maybe would, it's there and no one's noticed it or I haven't noticed it or whatever. I have to say, though, that that might have been actually a, a missed opportunity right there if you could have played fetch because that might have been able to get uh, Trico to areas where you actually want him to be. So Also true. Yeah, like, so that's one of those things where you can have an, an enhancing mechanic, which also could be used to add potential solutions to puzzles, which yeah. could add more variety to puzzles. So, right. hey, that that would actually be pretty cool. And the so one thing is, you do do actually see him uh, when you go, because you you see him with the barrel if it's like um, too close to a wall or somewhere where he can't get his face like down onto mm-hmm. it because they always have that. He always has to have that um, uh, enough space for him to just, you know, do that like dip down strike. To actually... Yeah, he's got to have enough room for his head. Yeah, so you know, you always see him batting the barrel around and stuff, and I was like, yeah, if you could have had something like a ball to play with or yeah. something that that maybe probably... just like one room that had some weird ball of energy that you could bat around with or something. Yeah. Um. I th- and and just sort of talking about uh, Trico trying to paw at the uh, barrels. That that's another thing that that struck me about you know the whole uh, should it be able to respond deterministically in in certain things? Should you be able to set it up so, in such a way that this will happen the way you want it to happen? Yeah, I think there was a hard rejection of that concept, minus those particular scripted slowdown moments I mentioned earlier, because. Um, Getting Trico to eat those barrels when it's in a wedged area, like, mm-hmm. if they wanted to, they could have just scripted a sequence where, no, Trico moves the barrel, and there's a little bit of a cheat where the animation kind of slides it's into its mouth. If it's close enough, it's good enough. This game has no, it's close enough, it's good enough. Like Yeah, no, it the, doesn't. The, the jaw has to have a clear path to the barrel. Oh, and yeah. That, that, that makes it tricky because, you know, AI is not easy. So if you're going to have to make everything exact, then, you know, Trico does wind up kind of pacing. It's a little unnatural that Trico kind of paces around and figures out how to eat a barrel that it it is it does have access to. Yeah, because, yeah, there was one point I do remember where I had the barrel, but there was a like just a little ledge area. So I had put it down, but... Um, the ledge area was enough in the way where it uh, caused Trico to actually stand on the ledge. And unfortunately, since it put him, you know, slightly higher, it now, and now he was off, you know, he couldn't actually get the, the barrel. He, he, stri- he tried to strike down, but then came up with air because, uh, the barrel was slightly shorter than the little ledge that he was on. So I was like, oh, damn it. <laughs> so I had to. Had to bring it over into open area. So, and before we're done, I actually wanted to point out another uh, pretty good moment. Uh, not not one of the peak emotional moments, but a good one, mm-hmm. uh, where Trico has been established as being kind of freaked out or hypnotized by these eye symbols, and it's it's a pretty persistent game mechanic that you know Trico just stops when these things show up. Can't go oh, past yeah. this uh, point. Oh yeah. And, the, um, the, are you talking about the like the glass panes that are yeah. randomly over there, yeah. And uh, there's one point where 
you know, it's not infrequent that the boy and Trico have to get separated for the boy to take care of a certain puzzle, right? Yeah. There's one point where you do this, and then all of a sudden, uh, the armor guys come out and grab you. Trico's separated, can't get at you, but can see you. And, like, a whole troop of them come out carrying these eye symbol shield things. Oh. And Trico gets really, really torn and winds up overcoming whatever fear or control that those eye things had over him, kind of smashes a bunch of the, the things and saves the boy, saves you. Oh, nice. Yeah. So that's, I mean, it's a little bit almost hokey in how overt it is. But at the same time, it's something that got set up and had a payoff. I think it was a little predictable given the way it went, but, you know, that's why it's not one of my couple of top moments, but it's a good moment anyway. See, and yeah, I I can definitely see, yeah, moments like that in the game just because just how so far what I've played, I'm like, wow, they were really gearing for some setup here (laughs) because as I'm playing, I was just like, you know, yeah. I'm getting that. I'm totally getting attached to Trico, and you know, even wife was watching me play, and she was like, "Oh, so cute." And yeah, yeah I'm like, and I'm in the back of my mind of like, "Oh, if you watch, if you if you watch uh, watch this till the end, you're gonna be real sad." <laughs> like, you're gonna be well, real I mean, sad. In the, end, in the end, actually, they both survive. So they do, but you know, obviously, getting sent away. Yeah, that's why <laughs> I called it bittersweet. Yeah, he's um. um yeah, I, I and you know after all this conversation, I really do wish there was at least some moment where you could just sit there and play with Trico. I, and you know they even had a little bit. There's that one bit where you have to put like a thing on a chain to make Trico pull it, which actually bugged the crap out of me because I knew I had to make Trico pull it, and I was trying to get him to grab it on its own. But no, you got to put a thing on it for him to bite and pull. <laughs> Ugh, I was right. I I, I was trying to. And I even got Trico to paw at the chain, but I couldn't get it to bite and, like, grip and pull. Uh, see, that, like, the, oh, my the, God, I was right the whole time. Yeah, and that's the one thing is, like, I think, like, moments like that, you know the developer was like, oh, yeah, we're going <laughs> to... It's almost like trolling yeah. game developer style right there. Because it's like, okay, you're close I, to the solution. I'm sure but... in development someone pointed out that was a little, you know, overt... And yeah. uh, some people are going to figure it out before they get the, the the other piece of the puzzle. Yeah. And there but, should there should be some form of reward for someone who can do something like that. But, you know. Yeah. That, just, with something could, like, you know, I mean, that, and that'd be cool if there were some point where you could, you know, set up Trico to play a game of tug of war. Oh, yeah. You know, that'd be another way you could do it. And clearly they have the mechanic for that. So. Oh, and, definitely. And, and you just play a little bit and maybe Trico, like... You know, you set it up, and of course, the, like there's some mechanic or some device that allow that gives the boy a mechanical advantage, so he can actually play tug of war with the huge Trico. Oh yeah, and and Trico oh. will win. Like snaps the boy, catches the boy, jumps around, happy and playful, and something like that. You know, and yeah. I, yeah. I I think that or you know a game of catch or something like that, something that you could voluntarily enter into that will cause Trico to jump around and be happy, you know? Yeah, I think that would actually be pretty cool as an unlock or something later on. Something, something. Yeah, but yeah. So if if anyone out there is listening and the game actually does contain this and you know about it, 
feel free to let us know in comments or email us or something. So. Yeah, because that would be cool. <laughs> yeah, that would be that would be the big missing piece as far as I'm concerned. Well, yeah. So uh, I think that hits all the points that I wanted to. I, I I suppose if anything else, I just want to reiterate. God damn, Trico's gorgeous. I mean, that's just looking at the model and looking how it moves, looking how it the feather shift is practically worth the price of admission alone. Yeah, and the the one thing is like yeah, um, just uh, expressions too. Got that really? They got that down pretty damn good there. Yeah. Because uh, I mean, be um like you're saying before, being able to recognize, oh, Trico's afraid of something out here, you know? It's like, yeah, they 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 really went to town. My only gripe is, it still it took like how how long? <laughs> how long? We, we I, I think it was already late while we were working at. <laughs> like, yeah, it was uh, a long. I, it was it was like eight years in development or something. It was yeah. supposed to be a PS3 game, but yeah. And I, I remember <laughs> making fun of me, and still was <laughs> up until it finally came out. So I was like, "Oh yeah, finally came out! Thank God, I can actually get this game now." So. Yeah. So, uh, do you have any last thoughts about the game? Um, definitely looking forward to finishing it up and. <laughs> Who knows? Get the wife to watch while (laughs) I just I I would actually like to see your reaction too. All right, definitely. Then uh, before we wrap up the show, as usually, I like I like to share some uh, interesting little war stories. You know, I suppose you might say it was inspired by the tales behind the trenches, which they they (laughs) seem to have stopped a while ago. So we shall continue. Uh, Roel, do you have any interesting, uh, anecdotes or stories you'd like to share? Oh, shoot. Well, (laughs) the the different choices, uh, um, I'm just gonna just go, uh, leave with a quote. Um, I heard one one of my, uh, friends say, testers don't break game, uh, break, uh, games. (laughs) Games are already broken. (laughs) So, So, yeah. Our job to find it. Yeah. That's true. That's true. Um, I suppose I'll expand on that with a, a little sort of venting frustration of my own. Okay. With uh, uh, Jira, a product by Atlassian, <laughs> whom you, you, you may or may not have seen commercials for Atlassian products. They advertised for, you know, hip chat. They, they've advertised for something else that they bought recently. But they're, they're, however much they want to admit it, their cornerstone product is Jira. Yep. There was one point, man, I may have even talked about this before. I don't think so, but it's just bugs the crap out of me. There was one point where they wanted to change how their system user management worked. And the way they did it was before you would put in, uh, uh, like the, the actual name of the person, uh, a login username, uh, their email address, uh, and that would be used to generate a user. Then, then one that's made, you would give them permissions and stuff. They changed that to you put in an email address, which is where they send the invitation into, and the login username is the email address stripped of its domain. So every the at and everything after gets removed. Hmm. Uh, I, I would imagine, Roel, that you can already, and I, I may have told you about this before, but there, 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 there's an obvious problem with this. Is yeah. the event collision that happens because email addresses are not unique when you strip the domain name? Yeah, no. 
So what happens if you have like john.smith at yahoo.com and john.smith at gmail.com put into the same system? <sighs> the second yeah. one gets some garbage username on top of which, uh, uh, we did not have the ability to change these usernames as, uh, admi- as a Jira administrator. And so what the community did was we basically all rose up complaining about this immediately and said that, uh, uh, and we figured out a way around this, which was to enter in some garbage email. So it'd be like, that that was your intended username because you know some of us will have username uh uh standards or or um uh templates that we would follow that don't necessarily match the email template you know you may have reasons for this and that's fine um but you can put in something that matches the intended username and then at garbage email address domain.com you know just give it some garbage uh, email address because after it's made, you can go in and change the email address. Yeah, see? So a whole bunch of people were doing this and like they were trying to do something to streamline it by not thinking about what they were doing and made it worse for everybody. It was terrible. <sighs> they they kind of rolled some of that back and uh, yeah, I, I'm going to stop there though because I can go on about... Atlassian stuff for a long time. You guys, <laughs> you guys, your products are bad in the field. Actually, there was one other point. There was a product manager. I wrote in myself. A whole bunch of people wrote in, but I wrote in, and project manager got back to me and said, "We can't test every single, you know, edge case." I'm like, <laughs> I was pissed. I mean, this was the most vented, righteous indignation I've ever had in my life. Because, yeah, because I Ed, turned back Ed. and said, "Look." I'm a QA manager. At its heart, this is a bug tracking system, so you should expect to hear from people who know how to test. Don't tell me that this is an edge case. This is a very overt and predictable event collision. Don't insult my intelligence. This is your fault. I, I said something to that, to sort of to that extent. It was just... Yeah, that's that's uh, bad. Oh edge case, really? Really? No. <laughs> Not like, an edge case. On. Not even remotely. <laughs> Oh, that's edge, edge cases are like you have a tenth of a second window to do this thing that <laughs> cycles every three hours. That's pretty edge casey. Yeah. You know. <laughs> or, you know, you have this convoluted, like, setup that you yeah. have to do, and that's the only way you're going to This game get to session play. has to last for 37 hours. Yeah. <laughs> Stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. Edge case. That's great. <laughs> so, but yeah. And yes, yes, Nick, I am using, I'm still using Jira. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it's like okay. Oh, Jira. Yep, I, I know Jira. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> still okay. there. But anyway, well, yeah. Uh, anything else you'd like to say before we're out of here? Uh, well, thanks for having me. Uh, yeah, it was definitely cool to talk about it. You know, I was actually uh, let me remember stuff uh, um, for playing like uh, uh, I, I was it Eco and um, Shadow. Actually makes me kind of uh, because I never did actually fi- finish Eco. I actually should do that. <laughs> I should do that, but I'm probably gonna do that after I finish Last Guardian. So yeah, e- Eco. It, none of these games are really very long, and they're just they're they're not something you play for the duration. They're something you play for those emotional moments. And yeah. 
you know, I think I think the high emotional points have actually gotten higher with each release. Yeah, it's de- they they're definitely worked on that, and I I think you know, um, granted it's a different sort of game than um, Shadow, but yeah, the stuff that they focus on really good actually. So. Yeah. Okay then. Uh, well, thanks for joining me this week, Roel. All right. Well, thanks for having me, and yeah. uh, hopefully I'll be uh, invited to another another session, depending on the topic, of course. Sure. Yeah. All right. Uh, you are in the Rolodex, so to speak. All right. Cool. Okay. And uh, for everyone else out there, thanks for joining us this week. If there's anything you'd like to see me write about in the Behind the Line article series or hear us talk about here on Behind the Line Radio, feel free to get in touch with me at kinetic at enthusiax.com. That's K-Y-N-E-T-Y-K at enthusiax.com. See you all next time, everybody. Behind the Line Radio is presented by Enthusiacs.com. For more podcasts, Let's Plays, articles, videos, reviews, and more, visit us at Enthusiacs.com. Also, send us a comment on Twitter at Enthusiacs. View us on YouTube, channel Enthusiacs, and like us on Facebook, Enthusiacs. Enthusiacs.